step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Shoddy fire burning on the dance floor. Whoa. Welcome back to Broncos Country Tonight. Ben's been all right here with you. Grant Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff. How is it that you're DJ Jazzy Jeff, but you have the last name Smith, and I guess that makes me Will Smith, right? Yeah, I don't know how it all works out, but I'm okay with DJ Jazzy Jeff. I'm okay with it, too. That makes you jazz. I guess that makes uh, us going out to the K-Way Center hotline here. Talk to George Taruri, our official Carlton. George, how you doing tonight? Uh, I was doing better until I got back but I'm used to coming on to, I feel like you guys are pretty good about either going like, like punk or like classic rock. So to get that was a, was a refreshing, refreshing little taste. I feel like I'm back in like spring break in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what we do on the show. Nostalgia. Uh, we, we, we bottle it up. We package it. It's, it's a new fragrance from Grant Smith and David Smitherson. Um, <laughs> You know, I've been wanting to I've been wanting to chat. We've been looking forward to chat with you all week because you know we're we're kind of getting down to this. We're kind of getting down to it in the coaching search here. And yeah, you know, the Broncos. Jim Harbaugh is obviously out now, uh, but the Broncos still have kind of circled around Sean Payton and Dan Quinn. And as we we sort of watch this thing unfold, some of the other candidates involved: uh, Raheem Morris, Jim Caldwell, David Shaw, and then D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, when we when we look at this, and one of the things that I've I've kind of been deep diving on is is what is as you like to put it, sticky. What is what is transferable as uh, as a as a coordinator or as a previous coach? And and the one thing that we notice is that how someone is as a coordinator really is almost irrelevant to how they are as a head coach, but how they were as a previous head coach does tend to dictate a little bit uh, of, you know, what they are as a future head coach. Would you say a, that that's accurate and B, do you have any information on or, or data on how, how big those correlations or small they might be? Yeah. You know, coaching is interesting because there's not a ton of, you know, coaching data out there, right? And it's, there's survivorship bias as well because, you know, guys who are good stick around. And so you don't see, you know, really good coaches kind of test out in new situations. And, you know, there's a lot of variance in the NFL that, you know, it, it, it's not all the coaches doing, right? Players are the ones on the field making plays. But we do know a few things to be true just about the game of football in general. And, you know, I think it's, it's useful in this conversation, which is that, um, offense is more sticky than defense and decidedly so. And I think, you know, the kind of the best way to explain that to people is that an offense is, you know, has fewer pieces that really um, kind of dictate the, the way that things go. It's a strong link system. In other words, kind of your strongest uh, chain links in the, in the chain are what matter most. And on defense, it's the opposite because the, the offense dictates where the ball goes. And so, you know, it, it becomes more imperative. I think this is useful in coaching 
Like the, the link that is the coach on the defensive side of the ball just happens to matter less. So I actually think we know less about defensive coordinators and for whatever that's worth. And so I think that makes it a little bit harder to, to project. But your point is, is very astute in terms of, look, a, a head coach makes so many other decisions that have nothing to do with being a coordinator. And so I think, you know, being a coordinator and a good coordinator is indicative of their understanding of the game of football, which matters when they bring in their own coordinators and how they kind of, you know, shepherd them. But at the end of the day, man, it's like, you know, so much of it is about leadership. It's about being, having your, you know, what together um, and making some key decisions in terms of fourth downs and timeouts. And I don't need to tell Denver Broncos fans that, right? Everyone here knows, um, you know, how much that, that matters. So, um, those are things that, that um, can certainly change. Like it's not super hard to go one, you know, to, to, to uh, go for a fourth down one day and, and kick field goal the next. But, um, you know, those are things that we don't tend to see a lot of people kind of, you know, change their mind on. At least we don't have a lot of data on that. So I, I think those are things that are harder to project. I don't, you know, does it, does it bode poorly for Dan Quinn? I don't know. I, I've said this a few times here. Like I've heard nothing but amazing things about the guy and he brought in a Kyle Shanahan to coach his offense. And, um, you know, he, he unfortunately lost 28 to three to Tom freaking Brady. So, you know, um, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think we should be too harsh on him. Well, yeah, and I think that's part of it. I think he gets hung with that around his neck. But the guys he had on his staff, LaFleur, uh, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Justin Otten, Raheem Morris, uh, you know, you look at the names that he hired, he clearly has a, an ability to hire the right guys. And I think that's such a crucial aspect of being a coach. Because if you look at Mike Vrabel and what he and what the difference is with the offensive coordinators that he's had, when he had Todd Downing, the Titans pretty much sucked. When he had Arthur Smith, the Titans were really good. Uh, when he had LaFleur, you know, it was, it was, it was good. It wasn't as good as Arthur Smith, but LaFleur went on to be a pretty good head coach or at least get a, get a good record as head coach with Aaron Rodgers thus far. So, you know, I think that, I think being able to identify talent and be, and having a replacement plan in place seems to me almost to be the most valuable thing that a, that a coach can have in order to have longevity in this league. Yes. Um, I will point though to the kind of like, where, where do the Falcons wish they were right now? So do they wish that they had hired? <laughs> I brought this point out a bunch. Like what would it, why didn't the Falcons try to you know, keep Kyle Shanahan? Right. I think they just said, well, we got to the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn. So, you know, we're going to keep him. And it is, it is very hard to keep the guy. Now, there is some evidence that, you know, like Dan, Dan uh, Campbell, for example, kept Ben Johnson. Now, Ben Johnson is 36. Um, you know, he probably figured, hey, the offense is trending up. Maybe there's not a lot of jobs out there that he particularly likes. Like, you know, let me take my time. But, you know, it, it's not impossible to keep some of these young, young guys, but at, at some point they're going to go. And so, you know, I just think it, it, it's tough. That's what makes it um, so challenging is, would you be willing to, you know, to bite the bullet and hire a guy beneath someone? Um, or, or do you really believe it's something that you can kind of reproduce time after time? Well, yeah. And it's, you know, I think those are the things I think that, you know, as we, as we've delved into this, I think, you know, we kind of got burned on the, the quote unquote hot young coordinator, although I'm not sure how a uh, hot young coordinator Nathaniel Hackett would have been uh, really had that, that title put around his neck. Although, you know, in fairness, the New York Jets are, uh, you know, they saw the Broncos plan. Hey, if we hire Nathaniel Hackett, maybe we could lure Aaron Rodgers and apparently have decided they want to give that one a go themselves. Which, 
you know, like I don't think is a is a bad strategy at all. Like the same thing you just said about kind of coordinator to head coach, um, you know, I think translates back the other way. You know, it's like why would this guy not still be a good coordinator? Um, no reason that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't be the case. And um, you know, it's it's a it was a tough situation. He didn't come in, I think, to um, you know the easiest situation on planet Earth with with Russell Wilson and what he's done. And time will tell. Uh, you know who's really to blame for that? I think. Well, yeah. get these jokes off at this point, but uh, looking at uh, <laughs> looking at the Jets trying to bring in Nathaniel Hackett for an interview for OC and, and possibly try to lure Aaron Rodgers, I was like, uh, "Fellows, wait a minute, wait a minute uh, about that." <laughs> this plan has already been been tried to a degree. Uh, looking at uh, going around the league here a little bit, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson seem to to be at odds at the moment. Obviously, the contract has not been the offer that Lamar Jackson wants. The Baltimore Ravens certainly have a point in not offering a fully guaranteed $250 million deal. Lamar has been unavailable each of the last two seasons at the end of the year in crunch time when the Baltimore Ravens need him. If you're Baltimore at this point and you look at the system that you have and it's proven effective with Greg Roman, do you punt on on Lamar Jackson and look for a cheaper first team quarterback, you know, a quarterback uh, on, on a rookie deal and, and continue to try to recycle and stay cheap at quarterback going against the grain with the rest of the NFL in an attempt to stay competitive. Such a tough one because um, I don't, you're in a tough position relative to when the rest of the market has to make their decisions. So Lamar is sitting there saying, you know, Deshaun Watson, who um, is, uh, you know, w- was a free agent, basically, um, but also a, you know, a top eight quarterback on the field, um, was able to actually play kind of the free agency game. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, they're never going to do that because their teams are going to extend them and, you know, they're going to try and build a dynasty there. And so there isn't there isn't a lot for him to go on uh, and he's going to cling to this Deshaun Watson deal. And I don't know that there's going to be another big name quarterback that's, you know, in the same realm as Lamar Jackson, that's going to try and make this same kind of claim. And, you know, you're not going to see a Patrick Mahomes um, extension, a a Josh Allen extension in this window, right? You're just not going to see it. So uh, if I'm the Ravens, here's what I would do. I would look very candidly at this. I would say, I think Lamar Jackson is, at, you know, at his peak, a top five quarterback, and we're going to pay him as such relative to what we believe, you know, maybe an extension that is a, a little bit below a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. We're going to make that offer. And if that offer is not accepted, then we, we've got to stick by it. Because if you set the precedent that you're doing these kind of fully guaranteed deals the whole way through, it's going to be really tough on you as a franchise. And as special as Lamar is, you know, I, I just, I think that is the right uh, move. And you could still get a decent amount for him. And, and I would expect there is going to be some team out there that is going to be willing to, to make that kind of an offer. I mean, I don't know if the Lions should make an offer um, and see what they can get. And the question is whether Lamar, in going to a new team, would still demand that fully guaranteed contract. I think that's, that's the real question. It probably would be. One team I know that would be interested in him is the Atlanta Falcons, and they've been clearing out cap space. Uh, I, I feel like an Arthur Smith offense with Lamar Jackson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier, I feel like that sounds pretty exciting and pretty fun to me. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I just – it is so tough to pay 
so much money to a quarterback, you're not going to be able to keep those guys around, right? You know, a, a Drake London, a Kyle Pitts, one of those guys is going, right? I mean, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? One of those guys is gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's what the Ravens kind of calculus is here is, um, you know, hey, we, we've seen uh, the rest of the league. Now, what's ironic about the Ravens is that even while on a rookie contract, they have really struggled to put kind of receiving talent around Lamar. I mean, Mark Andrews is fantastic, but they've really struggled with that. Um, and, you know, they weren't able to keep Hollywood Brown around. So, you know, they may be looking at this and going, we are not actually sure how sustainable this is, you know, because you, you pointed out, I mean, the injury component to things, um, you know, I think it's a really good point is Lamar Jackson, you know, may not be injury prone more than anyone else, but how does he, how does he age? Right. Um, I mean, you look at other sports, like I think there is, there are some really good comparisons here in terms of hyper athletic um, players in like the NBA, for example, right. Uh, Amari Sotomayor, Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, like all these guys burn really brightly um, and a small injury that, you know, or small injuries that compound on one another have a, um, you know, have a negative impact. So I think that's got to come into it as well. If you're paying him a fully guaranteed contract for, you know, five plus years, that, that has to be part of your thinking. Absolutely. George, as always, we, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Looking forward to, uh, to chatting with you next week and maybe we'll have some head coaching news where we can kind of maybe focus on free agents that this team could add and, and, and try to get their offensive line and maybe skill positions a little bit, uh, a little bit better. You know, one of these days I'll get you to acknowledge my Niners uh, and, and uh, BCB, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy, but you know, until another day. Well, you know, I don't, when we have you on this show, it's pretty enough. We don't want things to get ugly that fast. <laughs> that was well done. A little golf clap for you, my man. Always appreciate it. Have a great <laughs> Absolutely. George Drury, Pro Football Focus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.